Real Talk with Grace Redman features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes Conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redman. So I just want to thank everyone for joining us here today on another episode of Real Talk, where I get to have real life conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities who have overcome challenges and created fabulous. Today, I'm super excited to be here with Alejandra Marin. And Alejandra is the owner of Alejandra Fitness. She helps women lose weight without dieting. Her specialties include weight management, posture alignment, nutrition, mobility, and mindset training. Clients mm -hmm. receive much more than meeting their weight loss goal. They go through a life transition in many areas of their life, including mindset, emotions, and pain. Not only do their bodies change, their pain and stress is reduced, and their perspective of life is expanded with optimism and positivity they didn't think was possible. Alejandra has always had a passion to serve people with weight management. However, optimizing their mind and body to its fullest potential is her true purpose, and it brings her incredible joy. Thanks for joining me, Alejandra. Thank you for having me, Grace. You're very <laughs> welcome. So uh, the, the subject, you know, of uh, the weight management is something very near and dear to me because I started dieting at the age of 10. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? uh, so I'm really excited to have this conversation. Yes, yes. And I love how you said it's through mindset too. So I, I want to get, there's so many things I want to get to, but tell us a little bit, you know, about yourself and how you started on this journey that motivated you to start this, you know, fitness business. Yeah. So I'm Alejandra Marin. I, I specialize in weight loss and mindset and posture alignment. I got started because, I mean, well, I, I didn't go on diets, you know, at the age of 10, <laughs> but I, I was always a very thin girl. I, I, I was always into sports. I grew up in Mexico up until I was eight. So uh, I was always in like theaters and running and just being active, you know, out and about before we didn't have social media or phones or iPads. Mm -hmm. So our, our adventures were outside. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I been a really thin girl so when I came to the U.S. I grew up in Half Moon Bay um, I wasn't into sports I was I, my whole life changed dramatically um, back there back then when I was in Mexico I was treated like a little princess you know like I had everything I wanted not trying to you know <laughs> um, sound all cocky well, I mean, and stuff that's, that's your reality yeah yeah and so coming here it was like I was Cinderella. <laughs> so it was like, you know, you have to eat this, you have to do this, you have to clean that. And it just changed dramatically. So um, I, why I started this or why I got into this is because I always had stomach issues, like mm. since I was a baby, um, believe it or not, I don't know if I'm saying this word right, but my grandma put, would put suppositories up yep. my behind Mm -hmm. So that I couldn't go to the bathroom because mm -hmm. I would get constipated. And I, they didn't know why. They just thought, oh, you know, sh this is normal. This is who she is. This is, mm -hmm. this is Alejandra. So I thought it was like this thing that it was just normal, you know, and I had to live with it. But then growing up, going through the stresses of a new lifestyle change, a new environment, a new home, a new family, I... I just began to feel really depressed and stressed. And, and I didn't realize that, right? I didn't know that. Um, but then I, I realized that I was developing my mom's character traits. Mm. And, and, when, and you say, of, when you say character traits, what were those character traits that you were taking on? Yeah, it was like, well, my gosh, that's like a whole different <laughs> story. Kind of Whatever you um, like, darling. 
first thing would be the anger, like the way that you respond, right? Like mm -hmm. if you, we would react rather than respond logically. Mm -hmm. And that made me a different person. I'm just going to put it in simple terms. I mean, I could relate to what you're saying. I could relate to what you're saying because the same thing I... Um, same as you, I took on my mom's characteristics. And one of the characteristics was she was on a constant diet. Okay, well, my mom would eat anything, everything. She would like stuff her face, you know? Um, I had a smaller stomach. I couldn't really stuff my face. So she would always say, finish your plate. Um, you better eat all of that, you know? Or like, even if I didn't want it, like you're getting that and that's all you're getting. Like that's, you need to eat that because that's all you have. And so I just developed this like anger, like, oh, why is she so demanding? Why is she so controlling? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? And, you know, I would complain all the time about my stomach. I'd be like, mom, my stomach hurts. Mom, my stomach hurts. And she's like, hi, que enfadosa eres, you know, I'm talking in Spanish. Like, you're so annoying. Uh, callate, you know, like, shut up. Like, Get food. Yeah, I just eat your food and I'm just like, damn, like she's, uh, you know? So um, I, after a while, we had a really negative relationship and she wouldn't let me out. So I got out of the house. Yeah, like I, I couldn't go hang out with us like I, I would do in Mexico. Like I would just go hang out with the boys because I grew up with all men. So um, I grew up kind of like a tomboy, you know? And so, um, I would get annoyed and irritated that I couldn't go out when I had okay grades and I wasn't, you know, a bad girl. I wasn't like a mean girl or anything like that. Like I had a lot of friends. And so, um, and this is going to lead up to why I got into this. So, uh, after a while I, I got so fed up to the point where I couldn't go out. So the only way to get out was to join sports mm. and, and, I finally had an excuse to say, mom, I have to go to practice. I have to go to a game. She still wouldn't let me. She still didn't believe me until the coaches ended up calling her. So finally, I was able to get out and about. So I never really gained weight, right? I never really had to worry about gaining the weight or, or, or getting big or anything like that. But I still had health issues, stomach issues, um, stress, depressed. Mm -hmm. So that caught up to me until I was 17. And long story short, at 17, I ended up moving out. So moving out, I started to work when I was 15 because she wouldn't give me money for anything. So I had to pay for my own things. And so I ended up, um, I, I ended up moving out and I worked two jobs, 17, 18. And during my... During the middle of the year when I was 18, I tried on some cute jeans that I love because they make my butt look really nice. I love and it. <laughs> all of a sudden, these freaking jeans didn't fit me. But I didn't realize it. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't feel like I gained weight. Nothing. Like, I didn't feel anything. And I still had the stomach problems, right? So I take a picture, Grace, and I'm like, oh, my God. My mountain top is like perfectly over my pants <laughs> I was so that just hit me I, I I just like got so much more depressed it went downhill mm -hmm. I isolated myself I it was it was so bad like I just I, I started dieting mm -hmm. I didn't know what diet to go on I would do hours of cardio I would wake up at four or five in the morning to go do some sprints in the in the treadmill, I'd be at the gym two to three times a day. And so all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, hey, why don't I just become a personal trainer and learn how to, you know, personal train myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it all started. And, and after I got started, I still ended up gaining more weight. I got up to 138 pounds. And right now I'm 118. So if you can just imagine the amount of weight, you know, I, I gained, I, I didn't know, I'm like, how can a personal trainer be gaining weight? Like that doesn't make any sense, to me, mm -hmm. right? So, so if I hear you correctly, um, you were, 
Well, first of all, it became an obsession, which I can, you know, relate to. And I think um, for me, it was the world around me um, had the world around me is like, if you weren't a size zero, then you were, I mean, you were, you were obese. That was how it was. And so then that stuck in my mind. So then it yeah. sounded like you created, you know, that obsession. Now, was it because of the world around you? Was it because of your mom? Like, you know, because it's not that big of a deal when you put on jeans and, you know, we have, a, you know, some weight on us. It's really not that big of a deal. What made it a big deal for you? Uh, well, it made it a big deal because I would get ashamed. Like I would be working at the Greg, so I was working two jobs. I was wearing this cute top. And remember, I grew up with men, so I'm a tomboy. I don't know how to dress yet. And I would even get made fun of with my friends because they'd be like, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? It was all because of my mom. Like she never taught me how to eat well, how to dress well. So um, it was partly my mom and partly me. So um, I was wearing this cute shirt and this client sat in front of me and we started talking and chatting and he was like, so, you know, what do you do? And this isn't that. And when I told him I was a personal trainer, he looked at me and he's like, wait, so are you pregnant? And I'm like, huh? I was so confused. I was like, what do you mean? Am I pregnant? Yeah. I mean, you look, you look big. And I was like, Oh, thanks asshole. <laughs> Excuse my French. And he's like, yeah, aren't personal trainers supposed to be skinny? And that's when it hit me. I was like, Oh hell no. So I was like, wait, why isn't my mom like, you know, why isn't she healthy? Like, why doesn't she eat salads? And why doesn't she like, she just cooks Mexican food. Why is the bomb? It's hella good, you know. And some some meals are healthy, but there's literally like no greens. There's no greens at all. And so when I started learning nutrition, I was like, okay, I'm learn everything I can about personal training, so I can also help my family and my mom, right? Which which I want to talk about nutrition because um, for someone like me, I restricted myself most of my life from food because I was always dieting until five years ago. I said, okay, I'm gonna live a healthy lifestyle. And I make an effort to eat whatever I choose. Now, can I eat, you know, can, can there be a balance? Like, can, which, can I have French fries and pizza and still, you know, be healthy and, and have my salads too? Does it have to be all or nothing? Ah, great question. So let me just first ask you this. How does it make you feel, not emotionally, but physically, after you eat fries or pizza? Well, you just said another word, emotional. Um, yeah, emotional. For for me, I did a lot of emotional eating, and I still do. I own it. I'm aware of it. So mm -hmm. there is there's two two ways. Emotionally, if I'm in a good place, I feel like oh, this pizza is amazing. I'm nourishing my soul, and it feels oh, good. Yes. Physically, afterwards, yeah, I don't feel that great. However, I made that choice. Okay. Um, but if I'm in a if I if I'm in a place where um, my old triggers are there around food and body image. Yeah, emotionally, I don't feel that good when I when I eat it, and I, I know it's a mindset. Mm -hmm. So my question was, physically, how do you feel? Well, I mean, like I said, physically, most likely, I'm going to feel you know more full than I'd like to. Okay, so um, the the to answer your question, there people have a interpretation that, you know, if you eat healthy, you're going to be healthy. But mm -hmm. my interpretation of being healthy is up here. Amen, sister. So if you're going to eat the pizza and the fries, after you eat that, you better not think about it emotionally or physically. And that's being healthy. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's emotional freedom from food. That's emotional freedom. That's emotional freedom. And I fall back and forth. I mean, I'm just being transparent to yeah. you and the audience that, that's watching because I've struggled with um, food and body image since I've been 10 years old. And you're 100% right. I know I can go for months and enjoy foods and enjoy um, wine and I'm fine. However, if I get triggered in a situation where it takes mm -hmm. me back to my childhood where I mm -hmm. feel like I'm not good enough, when I start eating that food, yes, it's a mindset. And then I start feeling the guilt. So I really love how you brought that to point um, mm -hmm. because there's something called intuitive eating, which I think yeah. that goes with the mindset. And body dysmorphia is so real. Like, I mean, it is real. 
I've gone through it, you know, every, I'm sure every woman has gone through it. I, I struggle with body dysmorphia, you know, as well. And I'm aware of it and I make an effort, you know, to, again, to um, heal and, and journal and work mm -hmm. on my mindset. It's, I've come a long way. And it's, I feel mm -hmm. like it's something we don't really talk about. We talk about the exercise and we talk about I, eating healthy, yeah. but we don't talk yeah. about the struggle that comes with it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, um, the question is, you know, how is mindset related to weight loss or like, you know, how can you have emotional freedom from food? So first you have to believe that you have to ask yourself, do you believe that you can get to that point where you can have emotional freedom? If you start to think logically like some people do and ask, well, how? Well, see, the how doesn't really matter. Do you believe is the question? Is it yes or no? It's not how can I can I believe. It's it's do you believe it? Yes or no? If it's so, no, then we have an answer. If it's yes, we have another answer. So what do I do? What does a person do if do you believe and the answer is no? What what are some steps they can take to help them believe that this is something they could do? Well, first, uh, that's a great question. Um, just like religion, you know, how long does it take you for you to believe that religion? Mm. It's not like you go sign up and you're like, okay, I'm ready to be Catholic. You are born Catholic. You you don't have a choice, right? So with believe in regards to mindset uh, related to weight loss, we have to retrain and reprogram the mind. And that's my coaching, right? That's we have to reprogram those old beliefs, those limiting beliefs, preventing you to believe that. So a lot of, and it's not just with weight loss, it's with everything in life, right? Do right. I believe that I could have that self-worth? Do I believe that I can have that job? Do I believe that I can really support my family? Do I believe that I can pay my debt, right? So it's, it's that kind of... Um, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> it does, because I believe in the laws of the universe, the principles of the universe, the law of attraction. And it does mm -hmm. most of the time come down to our beliefs. And now, are there some things that are destiny? I, I believe so. However, mm -hmm. I do believe that the majority of the way um, our life moves forward is based on our beliefs. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree with you. So the, the first thing to do is, yeah. So one thing you can do is, start to talk to yourself as if you were already there. So kind of like you're, you know, bullshitting in a way, because you know that the universe doesn't know if you're being serious, right. you're lying, or you're right. saying the truth or you're not. The universe just listens. Right. So it'll bring you whatever it is that, that you're stating, you're affirming. So if you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, oh my gosh, I'm so fat, or like, oh my gosh, this looks like shit on me, or oh, why am I so ugly? Then the universe is like, okay, well, I'm going to bring you more of that. So that's he, right. I, that's right. And and I know some people don't really, um, it doesn't resonate, the fake it to the make. Fake it until you make it doesn't resonate for a lot of people. Yes. However, for me, I think I did. There's a lot of times I faked it till I made it. And I have journals where, you know, I had, you know, I ams. I mean, I am affirmations, page after page after page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, when I'd go back, I'm like, oh, I am that now. Yeah. Um, so That's for me, the faking it till I made it, it worked for me. And I know it doesn't work for everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It worked for me too. Right. It's about the rewiring. So if I keep saying, you know, I'm foolish, you know, I'm no good, I'm not worth though. That's a habit that that word that statement becomes a habit becomes my reality mm -hmm. when i start saying i am good enough i am enough that becomes a habit too so see, what i tell my clients um or what i say to well but when they tell me you know well I, I i i just can't bullshit well here's the thing are you bullshitting yourself when you say i am just who i am and or i am just this way or mm -hmm. i am just ugly are you bullshitting yourself? For sure. Right? It's so it, yeah, so it's like it, it's it's a mindset. It's the way that you talk to yourself. So if you the I am affirmation, like just I am blank, that is like power. It's like calling your genie, right? Yes. So those words are super, super powerful. And most people think that it's just words, but 
when you say like i am ugly if there's a deep emotion with it then that's that's what manifests itself absolutely, absolutely. and that's the thing when we attach the emotion and then mm -hmm. you know you would look in the mirror i know i would look in the mirror and all i mean i'm going to get emotional i mean i would look in the mirror and all i would see is ugly yeah. because that's how i was programmed right, right and then the world around me told me i was ugly so then mm -hmm. I told myself I was ugly and then I look in the mirror and I see ugly, which in reality, of course, that's not true. No one is ugly, but our mind is very powerful. Yeah, because think about it this way. If you were blind, would it matter? <laughs> right. It, what, what, everyone, ugly. Everyone, everyone is beauty. Everyone has beauty. Yeah, yeah. I And uh, we're going to see in ourselves how we feel. Like if I'm feeling like shit, I'm going to mm -hmm. look in the mirror and I'm going to feel like I look like shit. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I always put it this way, like, look at all the celebrities out there, right? That have so much fame and money, like, are all of them beautiful and handsome, right? I'm not trying to say that some are ugly, but just if you're really trying to compare um, physical traits, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what you look like. What matters is what's here. Yeah. That's right. And that's, that's, that's why I see beauty in everyone because beauty isn't here. Beauty is here and then it emanates out. Exactly. It emanates out. However, we're not taught that, you know, no. because then we have, you know, the society and the cosmopolitan magazines that, you know, I looked at all the time. And, and um, again, the world around me said, you are only beautiful if you look like this. And girl, I did not look like that. <laughs> um, so again, all of this goes back to how do you feel about yourself? Right, right, exactly. And how you treat others, because how you treat yeah. others is how you're going to treat yourself. That's right. How you treat, and how you treat yourself is how you're going to treat others. Mm -hmm. That's why lately, when I've been, you know, dealing with some, you know, negativity from other people, I really haven't taken it personal because if they're treating me that way, how are they really feeling about themselves? Exactly. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way too. Every time I would get bullied or, I would get someone give me a negative or bad compliment. I would just say, you know, I, I pray for your happiness and your healing because it's most likely a reflection of who they are. Right, right. And if they trigger me, I also know there's more healing for me to do around my worth. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know what? We are a spirit in a body. Yeah. And as long as we are in this body and I'm breathing, it doesn't matter you know, how old I am. It doesn't matter how much work I've done. I'm always going to have different layers of healing to do, which yeah, that's because we're alive. As long as we're alive, there's going to be healing. And although this is really about, you know, we talked about um, the weight, but really the weight is, it's more than that. It's really mm -hmm. about how we feel about ourselves mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. we take care of ourselves based on how we feel about ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. So quick little story before when I was in the, my little depression state, there was this beautiful, beautiful girl that came in. She like she had no makeup on. She was wearing like this hippie outfit, loose pants, loose shirt, you know, ba baggy, uh, baggy clothes, an old purse, and lots of jewelry. And she was literally radiating, like to the point where I'm like, Jesus Christ, like who are you? Right? <laughs> yeah. I love that, and I never seen somebody so enlightened like that. Right. Yeah. So. We were talking for hours and we're not supposed to have anyone at our desk for more than like 30 to 40 minutes, right? We're timed for our, with our transactions. And long story short, I told her a little bit about me. She told me a little bit about her, how she grew up and, and how there was domestic violence and all of this and, and all that. And the best thing she, she gave me was um, to start writing affirmations, like, like you mentioned, right? And kid you not, she goes, just just grab like a, a little, you know, postcard or a, a posted note or anything and just have a box and every morning write an affirmation down and put it in there. And so I start with, you know, I am beautiful. I am photogenic. I am safe. I am healthy. And oh my gosh, I struggled to write those words. Like it was like. Uh, mm, you know, like I, I just, it, it was so hard for me. Mm -hmm. And so finally one day I was just so emotional 
and I filled out both the front and the back because I was just like, I am this, I am that, I am wonderful, and da da. And I just started bawling. Like it was like a major breakthrough because again, we need to bullshit, right? Like we're bullshitting the fact that we are healthy, we are happy, we are amazing, we are beautiful. But with repetition, I finally felt it. Yes. Yeah. And so finally it just clicked and I've been doing affirmations since. And now that's what I coach as well. I, I include that in my coaching. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to share that because, you know, like you, you said before, sometimes people don't uh, have that, you know, I can't bullshit or they just, they feel that. So it's like, well, you know, it's not that you're bullshitting. It's, it's a practice because you are trying to practice the person that you really want to be. But if you think you're bullshitting, then that's already a limiting belief because you're blocking yourself from moving in the direction that you want to go. Does that make sense? Amen. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Because when we say, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm ugly, that's a bullshit story right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love love that. <laughs> Another thing that I just wanted to touch on is, and I really want to make sure that this is clear for anyone, anyone listening, is there's a lot of false information out there in regards to diets and calorie intake and calorie expenditure. So uh, I don't want to go into detail about like a basal metabolic rate and total daily en- energy expenditure and stuff like that. They can look up those terms if they want, but. What I do want to say is that there's a certain amount of calories that you burn in a day based on your lifestyle. So your lifestyle could be different than mine, right? I'm a construction worker and you have a sedentary job where you're constantly on the computer working at home. I'm going to for sure burn way more calories than you. Mm-hmm. And in order to allow my body to function properly, I have to eat the same amount of calories, if not more to meet that expenditure does do you follow me on that for sure i mean it depends on well it depends on how active you are how many how many calories right. you're burning right that's what i'm saying a calorie expenditure like energy expenditure mm-hmm. so um a lot of women i see uh on, on like facebook groups as well specifically they're like you know i'm on 1200 calories and i'm not losing weight and i go that's why because you are on 1200 calories if that is so low like that's survival mode for the body so what will happen is the body will store and hold on to fat cells to provide energy to function Mm -hmm. and so then instead of you actually burning fat because you're not eating your body's actually holding on to fat because you're not eating and so the way to fix that is to make sure that you're eating enough food until you get full but you have to be very mindful as you're eating not just like stuff your face Mm -hmm. and then another thing that uh is related to that is uh a lot of people think they have to go on diet so like well what diet should i go on what you know what should i eat i don't know what to eat i'm so used to you know eating whatever i want well come on everybody knows what eating healthy is it's not eating a burrito it's not eating a pizza it's not eating in and out it's not eating chipotle right it's like it's eating from home, eating vegetables. That is healthy. Can you eating... still eat pizza though? You can. It's all about moderation, right? Totally. Yeah, because, okay, so here's the thing eat foods that make you feel good mentally and physically. So look up healthy, easy meals because everybody seems to be in a hurry nowadays. <laughs> So healthy, easy meals and eat as much as you can. Like you could even, you know, have a little bit of rice on the side with some chicken and some uh, mixed veggies or maybe even a bowl of salad. Not not too many raw uh, vegetables because we also want to take care of our gut health. Mm -hmm. So if you eat too many raw vegetables, that may be too hard on your stomach. It's all about digestion. So and, and how, what's good for you too, maybe feeling exactly. how it feels to you. Right. Yeah. Like some people can't eat meat, so then don't eat meat. You know, it's it's not about the healthy part, it's about how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I I cannot eat um raw broccoli, raw um salads because I get really bloated. 
-hmm. And so then if someone's like, oh, just eat a salad, that's healthy. It's like, well, it's not healthy for my gut. <laughs> Do you see what you know what's you know what works for you. So it's what it sounds like. There's really not one size fits all. It's no, and there's no diet that works at all because diets are not long term. Mm -hmm. And yeah. just kind of you know eating the food. Be mindful what you're eating. See how you're feeling um, after you eat it. And um, I was trained for weight loss hypnosis, and that was something that they also um, taught us in training. Is like while you're eating, like be mindful when you're eating, taste it. And then after, how does it make you feel? And you get to decide from there if you, you know, that's something you want to continue to um, have in your, um, I don't want to say the word diet, you decide if that's something you want to continue to have as part of your um, nutritional diet. <laughs> yeah. For example, avocado toast is very popular, right? Like oh, what that's is it? avocado toast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that's very popular. That's healthy. It's it's a nice, you know, healthy, easy, quick meal. For me, for example, I cannot really have an avocado toast anymore because of the gluten in the bread. And so if I cannot digest gluten and avocado is a fat and fats help slow down your digestion to absorb the nutrients, I will be bloated in 30 minutes and I will look. So you know what works for you. Yeah. Which, which brings me to... Um something that we've talked about before is how can we improve our immune system with mindset and nutrition? Like how does, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about how that goes hand in hand. Okay. So, um, there, there are, first, let me talk about the immune system really quick before I integrate nutrition into that. So you know how the pump has its own, uh, the heart has its own pump to circulate blood. The immune system doesn't have a pump. So how can you improve it? How can you strengthen it? How can you boost it? The way to strengthen the immune system is through breath. Mm. So any kind of breath, deep breathing, breath work, meditation, walks, runs, workouts, um, stretching, right? Like yoga or anything that anything that involves the breath and so if you're stressed out if you're depressed if you're anxious we don't really focus on our breathing we're so focused on what's up here right. so if you don't exercise or you don't move then that's going to be even worse you're just weakening the immune system mm -hmm. and COVID right now loves inflammation so if your immune system is weak COVID you're more susceptible to get COVID because it's not able to fight it off Right. And so um, uh, to integrate nutrition into the immune system, number one is fast food restaurants are called fast food for a reason. They're fast food. So most likely those foods don't have any nutritional value. They may say, you know, it's high in this, high in that. It has benefits here and benefits there. But most likely it's false advertisement to get you to come into the door, especially with the fat advertising signs that say only $1, <laughs> right? So right. your your brain is gonna be like, ooh, dollar, ooh, um, healthy, easy, easy fast. fast, right? So everybody wants fast, quick, easy, so they go that direction. And it takes effort mentally to think, okay, maybe I shouldn't go there. I should, you know, maybe go to, um, Panera, which you know has healthier options, um, they they will they have beliefs that you know uh, that's more expensive. Ugh, I just want to go through the drive-through. I don't want to wait for my food, right? So then you have this self-talk. So I would recommend to reduce the amount of fat, fast foods um, and start prepping from home. Start eating from home um, now. A lot of people are going to be like, well, you know, I'm so busy and all this and that. And it's like, everybody's busy. Yeah. Everybody. You can make, you can squeeze two hours at least once a week to prep all your food or well, at least, you know. That used to be me. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so busy. And I would get so annoyed when people talk to me about food prep. And, but it took me many years. And finally, for the last seven years, I have been um, food prepping. So I always have cut up vegetables and fruits and Mm -hmm. um, so I grab those, but you know, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to grab a cookie or I'm not going to grab something else. Yeah. Just, you know, I make an effort to eat more, um, you know, more healthy, take more healthy options into my body. 
Yeah, yeah. And you know when you are eating healthy, your body will tell you, or your body will respond to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually, just a quick uh, little side note, there is an article, I forget who it is, but he did a quick um, a, t- a test trial where he's like, okay, if it's all about calories in and calories out, I'm going to eat Oreos, burgers, and mm-hmm. hot dogs for a whole month, and it's only going to be a certain amount of calories and see if I lose weight. Mm-hmm. He did, but is he healthy? And right. what about the long-term effects. That's true. That's high blood true. pressure. What about cholesterol? What about, you know, so it's, it's that kind of, you know, thinking. So here's a quote I read the other day. If you don't make time for your health right now, later, you're going to make time for your illnesses. That's true. You're going to have to make time for illnesses, whether you like it or not. <laughs> that's true. And then that's, that's a different type of investment. Which brings me to the other question, because you've talked about how um, we can manage our physical pain with nutrition. Tell me a little bit about that. Mm, okay. So how can you manage physical pain with nutrition? Right. That was something that came up when we talked about, like that we can manage our pain through nutrition. How can we, how can we do that if we can? Um, so... Uh, that's a that's a good question. It was more of how can you manage pain with um, with weight loss? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, like yeah. Speak to that. So nutrition would be like more of a gut health, mm-hmm. um, and uh, weight loss would be part of uh, posture. So Got it. Got it. posture alignment. Um. There are over 50 health conditions related to poor posture. And one of them is back pain, shoulder pain, neck pain, um, stubborn fat, IBS, uh, arthritis, Hmm. carpal tunnel, migraines, bunions, bowed legs, pigeon feet. I could go on. <laughs> so I know myself, I could have much better posture. I, I know this. It's not, that's not a secret to me. <laughs> yeah. <so> great. <laughs> we can all have great, better posture, right? Like I'm still improving mine. Uh, and I can give you my story on how I got into that as well. But so if you don't have good posture, um, the body will start to compensate. So we want the bones to do the work of weight bearing, not the muscles. So a lot of people think that I need to work out and I need to get stronger so that I could, you know, I could reduce pain and have a stronger back. And so here's the thing. If you over strengthen your quads, for example, like you do a bunch of squats, a bunch of leg press, a bunch of leg extensions, a bunch of stairs, um, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The think about it like this and see if you can follow me. If the quads are so strong, they were they're connected to the pelvis, so they're gonna pull the pelvis forward. Got it. So if the pelvis is not vertically aligned, then it's gonna be tilted, and then that's when we have that anterior mm-hmm. tilt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot in people. We see people have like a, a nice, nice, uh, strong legs, but then you see them, you know, walking like this, or if not, they they're like this. Right. I, don't, I feel like I'm like that sometimes. So what can I do? <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> um, like, what can I do? <laughs> yeah. So, and let me, let me, oh, before I answer your question, there's another thing that I see uh, a lot. And, the, and I know this because I've, I was in that position. Okay. That's why I know this. Uh, if you also strengthen your chest a lot, like you do a bunch of push-ups, a bunch of planks, a bunch of high planks, a bunch of crunches, a bunch of bicep curls, and bench press, I think I said that already, you're going to strengthen the, the front part of your body too much, where if you don't strengthen the back side just as much as this, you're going to end up like this, mm-hmm. right? Or Or like that. And especially with our lifestyles now and, and the phone, and we're constantly like this, you're programming the body to be in a forward position. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what happened to me. I had sciatica, I had uh, back pain, I had bunions, and still kind of do, I'm working on it. Um, and I also had shoulder impingement and terrible, terrible neck pain. So I stopped weight training my whole body. I don't do squats anymore. I don't do crunches. I don't do planks. I don't do any of the traditional weightlifting or, you know, weight training. I do what's called reposturing fitness. And reposturing fitness is a way to primarily focus on back strength, mm -hmm. chest, shoulder mobility, hip mobility, uh, quad, you know, flexibility, and then strengthen just the back like only posterior chain workouts. Hmm, interesting. If you are trying to go to yoga, for example, a lot of yoga exercises are front loaded. Do you know what I mean by that? Uh, I think I have an idea, but can you explain that? Oh, the front, front loaded as in like, okay, the downward facing dog, right? That's a front loaded because your whole, the whole front of your body is holding onto your weight. Mm -hmm. your arms, mm -hmm. your chest, your shoulders, mm -hmm. and then you're contracting your hip muscles. So you're technically strengthening the whole front side of the body. You're stretching the back, but you're still strengthening the front. So front loaded exercise. Got it. And um, I'm not saying don't do yoga, right? Because yoga is great. A lot of people have benefit from it. But if you have bad posture and you have back pain or you have um, shoulder impingement, yoga may not be the best mm -hmm. thing. Um, so Instagram, I, I have put some exercises that you can do from home, just using a doorway to just stretch your shoulders, stretch mm -hmm. your chest. Now, can those... Um, um, are we still there? I think it froze. I think I lost you. Yeah, it froze. Oh, oh no. you're frozen. I think we're frozen. <laughs> I could hear you. Oh, there you are. So oh. if, if an audience that's watching is interested in um, maybe getting, uh, did you say you have some exercises they can use? Is there somewhere where you could lead them so they could see those stretches, those exercises? Yeah, yeah. My Instagram is Alejandra's Fitness. Okay, perfect. And we'll get to that. We'll have, you know, we'll let our audience know how they can get in touch with you. So yeah. back to, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, you started your own business as a physical for the physical training. And so tell me, how do you enjoy being an entrepreneur? How do you enjoy it? What, 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 what are the pros about being an entrepreneur? The fact that I don't have to report to anyone and I can go to the bathroom as many times as I want and eat whenever <laughs> I want. <laughs> Seriously. Freedom. I mean, like I drink one of these consistently. If it's empty, I will go grab, I would get up just to go fill it up again. But that requires for me to go to the bathroom. So my bathroom is right next door. If I was working for a corporate, I'd be gone every 20 minutes. And then, you know, when it happened, I would always get in trouble. Where's Alondra? Oh, she's probably dancing in the bathroom. You know, she probably, we should bring her desk to the bathroom. It was so annoying. <laughs> I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. Like, I'm so, human. Freedom, which I hear you. I'm a definitely a freedom personality. And that's one thing I definitely love about being an entrepreneur. What's something else that you enjoy about being an entrepreneur? Uh, I can work anytime, anywhere. That's literally the best part about it. Because if I want, I can, I can just book a flight to Hawaii and and still be here, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't have to go somewhere, go to get ready to go to work or drive in the traffic. Oh, I, I hate traffic. I hate driving in traffic. It's, it's such a waste of time, <laughs> um, yes. you know, and, and I mean, I'll listen to a podcast or, any, or something, you know, but still it's, it's a waste of time and you can't get time back. So how do you use your time? That's true. And again, it's, it, you know, it keeps coming back to the core theme of, of freedom. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have the freedom to come and go and work when you want. But what are some of the challenges that you face as an entrepreneur in, in this business of yours? Oh, gosh, great question. It's the mindset. <laughs> right. So with a corporate job, you have a steady, consistent income here. They had to do a garbage load right now right in the middle of our podcast <laughs> okay. 
Uh, um, I was doing an interview yesterday and, and, a, and a truck backed into my window and all you could hear was, ur, ur, and I was like, oh my God. So it happens. It happens. Oh man. Okay. So, um, you know, you, you have your, your consistent paycheck. And so that's, that's comfort. That's, um, comfortability. And, and with, with, uh, being an entrepreneur, you can manage your paycheck. So, um, it's not about how hard you work because the work that we do, we're passionate about. So technically it's not really work. I mean, I'm, I, if I could work all day, Grace, I probably could. Just give me a little cup of whiskey and I'm good, <laughs> you know? what I do too. Yeah, but it's obviously we have to take a mental break because it is, you know, uh, draining for the mind working on the computer. But having the strong mindset that clients are coming your way or that people actually care about your content or that uh, all the hard work that you're putting in, even though you're not getting paid right now per se, like you're not gonna receive you know, your hour of, of 20, $30, it's gonna be beneficial in the future. And everything that you're doing right now will eventually get you to your goal, which my goal is to be a billionaire. Not a millionaire, oh, billionaire. Right? <laughs> yes. And that's where, you know, as us women step into um, our talents mm -hmm. and we own our worth, mm -hmm. we also start owning the abundance because I feel like so many of us um, haven't stepped into that the wealthy part of us. Mm -hmm. And as we step into our worth, our abundance and into our wealth, as women that we can really create amazing change and i love that you said not millionaire billionaire uh-huh right because on. millionaire you're you're when i think about that i think about like well why not a billionaire right right like i i want to my goal is to be a billionaire because if i say millionaire i'm limiting myself from that extra million <laughs> right or that extra right. money and, and, and the universe is unlimited. With it that is. said, as a billionaire, what's one thing that would what's one thing that you'll do? The first thing you'll do once you're a billionaire. Oh my gosh, good question. So I have always had a dream to have a you know Tony Robbins, right? Oh, yes, he was like one of my first uh people uh, personal development teachers. Yes, he's the one that helped me overcome depression on YouTube. Right? <laughs> so, me too. That's awesome. Yeah. So you know how he has retreats where he has thousands of people join and I went to one here. It was like a real estate convention center event in San Mateo. I was there. And there was oh, you were? Me too. <laughs> I loved it. It was so cool. He was literally right there in front of me. It was it was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so he hosts he was one of the speakers where he, you know, he hosts uh, his talk and, and what he does. I want to have a woman's retreat where I know this is probably going to sound crazy, but there's I nothing want, crazy, girl. <laughs> and I know it's possible. That's why I have this idea. So I own an island somewhere and I want to host a retreat in that island for women to have all the resources and learn all the skills that they need in order to become who they want to be. So like pretty much everything that I learned during my years and knowing what I know now from other billionaires and other people that have made it or that are financially free offer all of that in like a, either a weekend or a two week or a one week retreat and only qualified um, women uh, get free access, but those that don't qualify, then they would have to pay. Um, and I want to do it free because I, you know, I grew up with uh, no money, I guess, or like in a poor, you know, environment. Um, so if I had the opportunity to go to something like that, it would suck not being able to go, you know, because of money. Mm -hmm. So all I would need is to have them share their story with me and then mm. they call. I really love that. And so it's making all of these tools, resources and knowledge accessible for women who may not have the access to it, who may not, who may not be available to right now mm -hmm. in that way. I love it. I think that's amazing. Um, I'll be there with you. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely, for sure. I will definitely need you to be your transformational coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. It was so amazing to have you on today. Thank you so much. It was totally raw, totally real. I loved yeah. it. And can you please tell our audience um, who are watching and those on the replay where they can find you? Yeah, so I have a website. It's alejandrasfitness.com. They can also email me at alejandrasfitness at gmail.com or I have an Instagram, which is the main page that I use. It's alejandrasfitness.com. Alejandra's Fitness. So it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> and also we'll have the information there at the end of the podcast for whoever mm -hmm. wants to reach out and is interested in, um, it's really more than weight loss program. It's, it's a yes. mindset, weight management, um, and just really getting healthy. So you've created something that's really incredible and, and necessary. And thank you so much for joining me today. I definitely look forward to staying connected with you and collaborating again. Yes. Um, been amazing it's been amazing yeah thank you so much yeah. for for having me grace i really appreciate it it was a really cool experience <laughs> fun. i loved it i loved it and thank you for everyone who's joined us and those who are watching the replay we really appreciate you and if you enjoyed this episode of real talk please feel free to rate it and share it it would mean so much to us and until next time make it a wonderful day and we are so grateful for you take care bye-bye yes. bye-bye love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.